0: Welcome to the Directors Club Podcast, the podcast that helps you learn the business skills you need as a child care center director to build enrollment, retain your best teachers, and get your center operating just how you want it. I'm Noel Dentino. I'm a fellow childcare center owner and active director with my sister Sarah. We operate a successful child care center in Massachusetts. By merging my background in business with Sarah's background in early education, we found the perfect recipe for a successful center. The Directors Club podcast will provide you with simple business tips to help you get things done at your child care center. Hey there, it's Noelle from the Directors Club, and this week I'm talking about how to get tuition paid. I know that can be a struggle sometimes with certain families during certain times and it's such a hard thing to deal with money. Money and people, those are the two things that we have to deal with on a daily basis with our customers. It's difficult because it's such an emotional topic. Today I'm going to provide you with my six steps to getting tuition paid and I hope that it helps you at your child care center. I often see in Facebook groups, people posting, do you know, are you charging during quarantine? And it's, they've already shut down and their parent they expected tuition and the parents are shocked that they're having to pay. That right there is where you get stuck. And so my first step in having a good tuition system to get paid is to one, have your policies written. So what is your tuition policies? You have to go through, when is it due? Is it due monthly, weekly, bimonthly, however you want it? What day should it be paid? If it's not paid, is there a, a late fee associated with it? If you don't pay first week, can you come in the next week if you don't pay? I know some centers are like harsh on that, if you don't pay, you don't um, come in the following week. We do have that policy at my center just because the balances can add up quick. If you have one or two kids, you're talking like three to $500 a week. That adds up quick. So I don't want to get myself into this situation with the high tuition. I name my policies. And so what you do is you write out your policies and you probably have had to do this for the state, but you maybe take a look at it again and really see what do you want to do for policies? What do you want your payment policies to be? What works best for your budget at your child care center? For me, it's due every Monday or Tuesday, whatever your first day of the week is. Tuition is due. If you need to go on a payment plan, I, and I'm very open with, you know, with the families. If they need to switch it to a bi-monthly because that's how they get paid, I have no problem with that. They just have to communicate that to me, and I get it in writing. So the second thing that happens after you've created your policies is you give the policies to the family. So you should be giving them to them at enrollment. Also, when it comes to tuition, I give it to them. I have them sign off that they receive the policy, so it's in the policies. And then I verbally communicate with them when they make the tuition payment for the first time, when they make the upfront deposit, I say to them, and I put it in writing in an email, your first tuition payment is due the second Monday that you come. If you do not pay it on time, there's a $25 late fee. And if you do not pay it by the following Monday, you know, you, you cannot drop your child off until you speak to the office. And we need to have a plan of how that money's getting paid, or they can't come in. And most people, they avoid telling us, that they can't make the payment today, but they can make it next Wednesday because like they're embarrassed. It's a hard topic to talk about. So I try and be as like very open and um, honest with them and say, just tell me, I'm not going to tell anybody. I'm really confidential. And most of the time it's literally just that, like they have to, they have a budget too, and they have certain, they have income coming in at certain times that, doesn't cover enough and they need some at the end of the month so I do work with people but it's very it has to be in writing and ex- and it's usually just email and I just know when the money's going to come in so give these to the families have them give the policies to the families have them sign off that they receive the policy the third thing you should do is prepare your late process now don't As you're getting a late tuition payment and you want to send a notice, a collection notice, don't write it on your first one. Do this before. So sit down right now and say, okay, what am I going to do if someone doesn't pay on Monday? What kind of email am I going to write or letter am I going to give them? And it's probably not going to be like har- harsh, but you wanted to check in, your um, tuition was due on Monday and we haven't received the payment yet. Simple as that. Have, that's email number one. If they don't respond to it or don't pay when they say they're going to pay, then maybe the second email is different. And so write your emails, write your letters beforehand so that you don't have to get stressed because it is stress on us when we have to reach out to somebody. I hate sending that email like, oh, two weeks, what's going on? (laughs) And so it's so uncomfortable. I totally get that. So if we take some of the stress off of us by having the process done. So if you follow me about my 15-minute get-it-done challenge, so every day you set aside 15 minutes to work on something, and so maybe this week you address your late tuition, rewrite the policy, provide it to new families as they're coming in, have them sign off on it, and then prepare the late process so that when you are in the situation, you don't have to be stressed about it. The fourth thing is you're going to be consistent with the process. This is what ends up happening is we put something in the, the policy manuals, give it to the families, and then we get that emotional tug and we don't want to collect the tuition or we're okay with collecting it with someone but not okay with collecting it with someone else. So you have to be consistent with it. That's what's going to help you. And people realize that you need income and you just need to communicate what the problem is if you can't pay it. So the fifth thing we're gonna go into is every annually, you're going to evaluate the process. Now, if you need to switch the payment process like any time of the year, obviously switch it. But annually, you should check all your policies and say, okay, do these make sense? Is it still working? Are we changing anything in the new year that would require us changing these policies? So I then send the parent handbook out in December and ask the families to, here's another copy of it. I've updated certain policies, like my tuition policy. I have updated that. And please respond back with you that you've received it and that's you're like getting the signature just like in the beginning when I said give it to new families and you're getting them to sign it everyone's then re-signing it annually and a lawyer gave me that tip when I opened my child care center up 17 years ago and we've done it ever since and we just put that in the employee file in the student file next to the enrollment contract. And the sixth and final step in collecting tuition is mindset. This is the biggest one. We know what policies are. We know we need money. We know. But we balance this line of the needs of the family and the needs of the business. And our human emotions play into this. And we feel for those in need. I know what it feels like. Can you even imagine the price tuition of two and three children and having to pay that each week? our human emotions but as directors and owners leading a center we have to care for our business too mentally to get my emotions out of the mix which is hard but as directors and owners leading a child care center We really have to mentally get our emotions out of this while we're trying to collect money, which is super hard to do. So I look at it and I call scribble time as my company, as my childcare center. I call it a sheakh. <laughs> I'm like, she's sitting at the table too, and she needs money to operate. She has a budget, and just like our families have budgets, and she has needs, which to survive, she needs money so that she can pay her employees and pay the, the bills that, that the company has. But it's just, I get it. It's an emotional um, connection that we have with the families, and you just feel you feel bad, but you do. You have a choice. And so your choice is either for you— to support their family and cover the tuition for them or your second choice would be to enforce the tuition policies so you can go back and forth with um what works better for your center clearly them paying is what's going to work right if you're going to let them carry high balances then you need to think your budget through then. You need to look at your budget and say, I can lose $1,000 this year, or I can lose $5,000 this year and be okay. And maybe that's your target. Like you'll let people wipe out their tuition and not let them pay you up to this budget. But if you can't do that, then you need to enforce the policies. That's how you have to look at it. Who's gonna carry the budget because... The center needs the money. When it comes to the revenue, you need to operate the center. And you need to make that choice so it doesn't have to weigh you down when we, see the, when we get to these situations where tuition, we're having trouble collecting it. And so while we don't want to see them go, they just may have to. And the business needs income to survive. That's how it is. And the family will find an alternative plan. They will. And I'd love to not charge 300 a week for an infant. It makes me work so hard to give them a high-quality center. I really do everything I possibly can because I know how much they're paying. This is one of the harder things that we're going to have to do. And it's okay to ask for money when you're providing a service. And it's even more important that we do collect the money. Because when you have employees to pay and money and other financial obligations, like who is going to pay that if the revenue that we were expecting to come in from the business isn't there? It is okay to ask for money. And it is okay to terminate for non-payment because if you follow this process where you are communicating, right? So the step first one was policies, like you have to have policies in place. If your policies are weak, you are allowed to change them. It's your business. Change your policies. Look for best practices. Ask everybody that, like, what are your policies? Post it in my private Facebook group, Child Care Center Owners and Directors. Search that on Facebook join my group there's over three thousand of us in there ask what are your your policies see what all the different ones are see what resonates for you you're obviously not going to you can jump in and you don't just say to somebody today oh i changed my policies and you're getting a late payment fee put out new policies give them like a two-week time frame say in two weeks these are going to be my tuition policies please sign this form documenting that you have received them you have a right to do that Again, the second step was provide all new families with this and communicate it to them. The third is document the process. How are you going to, what emails are you going to need to write? What letters would you need to send out? It's probably going to be like easy ones that you have written. Uh, Type up a process. Oh, after one day we do this. I like to remind you that I do like to write pro as I'm doing this if I'm updating a tuition policy write out the steps of it like a checklist and then put it someplace in a binder or in a file on your computer and now you're starting to document the operational side of your center and even though you're just the director in there if you ever want to move out of the director role and have someone else operate your center you'll have a nice little operations manual Going so anytime I update a policy, if it comes, if I have to do things with the policy like this, like tuition, I would document all of the steps, you know, one through whatever it takes you. All right. The fourth thing is be consistent. So do it. (laughs) Don't be afraid. You deserve the money. Your center deserves the money. Your center needs the money to operate. Uh, Come into that private Facebook group if you are struggling with. Being consistent, get some support there. We'll cheer you on. The fifth thing you're going to do is annually, you're going to just review it, ensure that it's still meeting the needs of the center, and then resend it out. Have everyone re-acknowledge it. And the sixth thing's mindset, knowing that it's okay to ask for money. So I hope this podcast helped you or helped somebody out there. I know it's a difficult topic. It's really hard to ask somebody for money or because you just our emotions get involved. So I hope that you enjoyed um, this today. And if you wouldn't mind giving me a rating on this podcast or a comment, let me know if you think the topics are helpful or if you have an idea for a topic. I have so many topic ideas in a notebook and I just speak to them when I get on here if there's something you're needing now let me know and I'll find something that I have on that and I have some exciting news coming up after this so make sure you stay tuned um, to listen to the end of this podcast something I've been working on that I want to share with you and I hope you have an awesome day and I will chat with you soon bye everybody are you struggling to find qualified teachers for your child care center Or do you worry that current teachers might leave you? This message is for you then. As a fellow childcare center director, I know the stresses. Everyone's working longer hours, you're in the classroom more than the office, and COVID has changed a few things. And we all know we need to find help and we just can't do it. My name's Noelle Dentino and I have the retention recipe that you need My digital course teaches best hiring and retention practices that anyone can implement. Learn to create the perfect job ad, market it, properly interview candidates, onboard them with success, and best of all, keep them on your team for years to come. My center in Massachusetts is proof. 75% of my team have been together for more than nine years. Employee survey results have never been higher. And other directors in my area contact me to see if I have any candidates that I can't hire. The Retention Recipe works. Stop stressing and find your next great teacher. Go to theretentionrecipe.com and you can put your job ad up now. Mention coupon code PODCAST100 and get $100 off the digital course. I can't wait to help you hire your next great teacher.